Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. S- sounds good to me. All right, I got a spot. Hourglass yeah. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood Tap Room. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Welcome back to Avengers Infinity War Part 2. We're going to dive right in. Why waste time? We're already rolling. Rolling, so, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of so, those days. Speaking of which, you see that uh, Woodstock '99 documentary? Oh, I've been oh. I've been waiting to watch it. I saw Dude. the uh, the the title or the Dude. what a card. What the fuck called again? Which one? The thumbnail. Like, what do they call those things on like streaming services? Like the car, the title card, the thumbnail, the. Oh, yeah, it's the th- thumbnail. Yeah, sure. I know it has like yeah. an appropriate name. I just can't think of what the appropriate yeah. name is. Yeah. The thing that plays a trailer that you don't want to yeah. see every time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you like you're trying to be quiet, and then it's like. And it's like, and it yeah. never plays like, hold on, I got a beef here. I want to get out of my fucking chest. Netflix. All right. Yes. Make a fucking trailer. Don't just play a random 30 second clip from a movie. Like, well, well that's, the, yeah, I agree with you. But the other problem with Netflix is when they do make a trailer, they play the entire fucking movie in the trailer. Yeah. Like yeah. the trailer's so long that they give everything away in the fucking trailer. I okay, can see that. So, but I, I mean, uh, like, for like, when they have like movies that aren't Netflix movies or just regular movies, they just pick random 30 seconds of the movie. And like, I know, it, and it's they, not even like at right. the beginning of a scene. It's just yeah. randomly in the middle of a scene. They then it do. ends. I'm I like, just, well, when I had Netflix, cause I can't, I can't stand them and I canceled them. But when I had it, as soon as I logged in, I hit the mute button. Oh yeah. Cause it's coming until on. we started watching what we watched. Cause I didn't want anything ruined and there's no way to shut that off. So I just hit the mute button, found what we want to watch it, play, turn it off, turn the mute off. You know, because yeah, now, I I might be talking out of turn. This might be total bullshit, but I believe there's a way to turn that feature off. Okay, that's possible because enough people certainly complained about it. Yeah, and most of them left because they lost like a million subscribers. <laughs> well, they jacked their rates up. Went well, they jacked expensive. their rates up, and they got a little bit. Uh, yeah, they went a little bit old school conservative and certain views, and they did that. Didn't yep. they? Yeah, that was that was weird. Those are weird yeah. times we're living in. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anywho, uh, fucking Thor. Fucking Thor. Right? Fucking Thor. Fucking Thor. What are we in, Southie? 
back in Thor believes that mm-hmm. Thanos would next be after the reality stone, which is in the possession of the collector in nowhere. Uh, collector we already were introduced to in the Guardians movies, um, as well as Howard the uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he he knows he's headed there, but you know he knows that he needs a weapon that's capable of killing Thanos. Now that he no longer has his hammer because his fucking sister smashed it into a thousand pieces. Um, so he knows he needs to go to the dwarven planet. Um, Nivedalar. Nivedalar. Yep. Where there's a forge that uses the heart of a dying star yeah. to create these fantastical weapons. It was where Molnir was forged. Yeah. Um, so Thor orders Rocket with him. Well, he doesn't really order Rocket with him. He thinks Rocket's the captain of the ship because he's the smartest yes. one on it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then Rocket, like his ego just plays along with it. Yeah, he's, he's also very clearly a raccoon, and he calls yeah. him a rabbit. rabbit. Come on, come on, rabbit! Yeah. You must be in charge. Well, yes, I'm in charge. Of course, I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the others, Peter Quill. Well, they bring Groot, teenage Groot. Yeah, as Groot well, goes which with we him. haven't we haven't talked about, but Groot has now aged up into teenagedom. Yeah. In three years, and he's he's great. He's great because oh, yeah. he's like a typical teen. Yep. And uh, very much was, so. Yes. Yeah, he's just playing fucking. Defenders or whatever little video yes. game he has, and uh, not listening to anybody, back talking everybody, sassing everybody. Yep. Yeah. There's a wonderful scene at the beginning of of your Guardians bit here, where uh, you know he's playing the game and and Quill tells him to put it away. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. Everyone's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the fuck, man? I, like, yeah. <laughs> No, I like when he's like exactly. he like looks at Thoros. You speak Groot? Well, yeah, it was an elective. <laughs> yeah, it was an elective on Asgard. <laughs> yeah. So they split up. Um, Rocket, Groot, and Thor. They were off to get a new weapon, and the rest of them are going to nowhere, uh, where they know Thanos is going to be to get the Reality Stone. Um. So as we split up, uh, Quill. Now, now. Oof, is this shit rough? Um, we get into some of the Gamora of it all, yeah. right? So we get a flashback sequence to Gamora's homeworld where she's a little mm-hmm. girl. And we see Thanos taking that homeworld over to explain that he's like a scourge and he just invades these planets and he kills half the population. It's sort of his... his uh, like a plague. Yeah. Well, that's, his, his, that's been his idea. But less of less efficient than what he's trying to do now. But right. he's always done that. Always, it, yeah. You know, with in a, his eyes, that's the way. So, and we see the moment they meet, the moment he meets uh, Gamora. You know, they've always referred to Gamora as the daughter of Thanos. Um, she was not always the daughter, or or ever the daughter of Thanos. He just kind of stole her from this planet. Mm-hmm. So we see how that went. He down. was a daughter of Thanos. Yeah. There is another one, and she's pretty cool too. She gets some, yeah. she gets some stuff to do. Um, Joe, if you want to hit this clip for me, this is we get to see him explaining his philosophy to this child. Come, let me help you. Look. 
pretty, isn't it? Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Too much to one side or the other. So it's, you know, he's using this sort of pocket knife as a metaphor. Um, and he's holding it as finger and, and explaining to this little girl, listen, you can't have too much on one side or the other. It's going to be perfectly balanced. It's this entire outlook on the way things should be. And it's why he does what he does. Um, I don't know what it is, but this stupid knife reminds me of like my childhood. Whenever we'd go to the <laughs> county fair, you'd go through that little section that how all like the little flea market stands in it. And like the coolest thing to ever was to try to buy a knife when you're in high school field trip there, because <laughs> everyone like oh, wanted shit. a knife for some reason. That's funny. We had sim- we had a similar thing, but it's funny up north. <laughs> it wasn't the county fair; it was the it was the yearly Italian feast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it was the same stuff. Like it was exactly yeah. the same, but one was Italian themes where you got zeppelins and, and sausage and pepper, and then the county fair is where you bob for apples and you know try to buy knives. Same shit, different smell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Ours yeah. just had this big exposition center where, like, it was because it was the Miami-Dade County one. It was a massive fucking fair. But they yeah. had this exposition center, and, like, part of it was livestock, where they were, like, which is weird because there's no animals yeah. in Miami except the people that live there. Zing! <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Um, that was great. And then um, it was just this massive, basically, flea market. And it was, like, a million little fucking booths set up. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We have that up here. Like, I, I never knew about that. I knew it existed in New York, but we have the big E, which is out in Western Mass, which is basically red Massachusetts. <laughs> um, the big E every year. It's the same thing. It's as big as any county fair in the country. It's gigantic and it does the same exact thing. It's got the livestock and the, and the flea market and, and just everything. So, yeah. I love flea markets and I like and I love the flea market knife guy. Because yeah. you, you go, he's always on the corner. He's always got like two spaces and all of the knives are like, you know, Chinese garbage, but they're always like, there'll be a batarang or something. Oh, what the fuck? Yes. Like, what is that? Is that the sword from fucking the Thundercats cartoon? Like, <laughs> I love it, man. Shit. I worked at, I worked at flea market for three years because oh, my shit. mom and my aunt had a booth and sold women's clothes. So I worked for them for a bit. And then um, I got recruited by the guy two booths down who sold velour shirts. (laughs) And the funny thing was, so this was the mid 80s, right? So these things flew off the fucking table. Like I couldn't work fast enough. Okay. It was like the scene in trading places when uh, the orange juice buy and sell. All right. Yes. Like the arms are just flying and money's going back and forth. Yeah. And all these ladies are buying Christmas presents for their husbands, these velour shirts. And, you know, yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I have my, uh, my flea market time. Nice. Wow, man. You get home, yeah. you got fucking velour burns on your hands. Like oh, hell yeah. Fly. I wore those shit too, man. Hey, you know, I look good. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad at a velour shirt. That's when I had my hair parted down the middle and it was feathered back. Whoa. Oh, shit. Hairspray. And I had, like, it was down on my shoulders. And like Michael Douglas? It was Douglas? glorious. It was fucking glorious. I'll tell you that. What oh, was yeah. that, Joe? Like a Michael Douglas type? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because I couldn't grow my hair long. Like, my hair wouldn't grow past my shoulders. So I couldn't have the long rock and roll hair. But it was like a fucking, it was like 
dark helmet size. Helmet. See, that's what's funny. When I was younger and I actually had hair, my hair would grow super fucking Kurt Cobain long. Nice. I oh, I dude, I always wanted that because it just would never do it. But it was like thick back here, like like the old Michael Douglas streets of San Francisco and and mm. early earlier Michael Douglas movies. Yeah. I need. I digress, pictures, man. I know. I need pictures. Yeah. I need photographs. I, yeah, my mom's got them all, and she won't give them up. And nah. so I got to wait till things happen. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Don't say did that. Did I say that out loud? You um, didn't say, I'll go over there and snap some pictures of myself. But he said, I'll just wait until <laughs> some things happen. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, man. Anyway, I love you, mom. Yeah. Yeah. She I listens every, every day. No. <laughs> I love the flea market. And my father in law, when he was alive, um, had a booth at the flea market. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like party lights and stuff. He was a lighting guy. Like he used to work at giant stadium and you know, cool. like when the Rolling Stones would would play and stuff. So I used to go there all the time. I loved that place. It was called Flea World. And uh it was the best people watching on the planet. Yeah. And not even just the people that would go, but the people who ran the booths. There was one guy, he would sit in the same spot every time, and he sold those plastic spiders that had a tube attached to them, and you would press yes, like oh, this. Oh, I remember those. And yep. he would sit there for eight hours and just squeeze the thing yeah. and the spider would move. He'd pull it back, squeeze the thing, spider would move. It never even seemed to get up from that spot. <laughs> and every time I went, it, that's just where he was posted up. Like yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. That, was, I that, was, that was jump scares before we had YouTube to make videos for jump scares. Scare your oh, parents yeah. with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he they released that contact, scared. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been it. Yeah. So right, where were we? <laughs> I don't even know. We're, Someone else we emailed us. We were we were either going to oh the Thanos it. with the fucking Gamora baby a weapon or right that's where we were. That's correct. So we get some backstory there, and we yeah. you know that's that's important here. And that scene proves how committed to this movie the Russos were because they took some uh, <laughs> Zoe Saldana's DNA and created that little girl because. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, she looked just like her. Just like her. Like yeah. it like just a mini me of her, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, great casting. And and it's a brutal scene too, because while Ooh. he's giving this talk, they're like murdering everyone right? she knows and loves behind her. So. And it's crazy because like they again they did that so well because it was sort of like blurred. Yeah. You yeah. would get glimpses of it, but not straight on glimpses of it, but you knew what was happening. And it yeah. and the way he was he was distracting her mm-hmm. is what he was to keep her from seeing that so that he could then steal her without yeah. that resentment until she grew up. Yeah. So given that kind of heartbreaking backstory as an audience, you know, we now understand where she's coming from. Um, she tells Quill, I need you to kill me. If he gets me, like if the situation presents itself, I need you to promise to me that you're going to kill me because that would be better than, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And you know, he's, he's sort of like, (sighs) he gets there. It's, it's reluctant, but he gets there and and promises that he'll do it. Um, we cut back to nowhere and Thanos ambushes the guardians because he's got the reality stone. So he sort of tricks them. It's a cool little sequence. Um, creates this massive illusion of uh, 
you know, nowhere and the collector and um, allows Gomorrah to think that she kills him just to see, you know, what yeah. she would do. Um, he captures Gomorrah after a crucial moment. And we have the, the thing that we just, <laughs> you know, she just asked for, which is begging Quill to kill her. Um, it's a tough scene, man. And, and yeah, credit to the other Chris, uh, this is some of his best MCU acting, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, t- he keeps, he keeps saying, um, I told you to go right. So it, it, it right. fucked me up so much that I skipped an entire scene that I was going to talk about and it's brief, <laughs> but again, it's, it does that beautiful thing of peppering levity and all of this seriousness. So as they're having that conversation where she's like, I need you to promise me we cut to Drax. Who's just like standing in the background. And um, it's become like one of the most memeable, you know, <laughs> scenes yep. in this, in this movie. Uh, Joe, if you want to hit that clip for me. Oh, dude, how long have you been standing there? An hour. An hour? Are you serious? I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still <laughs> that I've become invisible to the eye. Watch. You're, you're eating a Zarg nut. But my movement was so slow <laughs> that it's imperceptible. No. I'm sure I'm invisible. Hi, Drax. God damn it. <laughs> Hi, Drax. Mantis is so fucking funny. Isn't she great? Her, her and Drax, yeah. like, oh, uh, God. Yeah, they were born for each other. Yeah. If only ever on like a brother sister level. Who knows if it's going to go further, but they were definitely born just to be together. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. they completely complement each other. You could never find her attractive because she's so hideous. <laughs> yeah, you'd be lucky. No one will ever lie to you because you're so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got that little, uh, you know, piece nugget of comic gold buried in there um, between all the series. So so like I said, we get to the point where um, Thanos has her and she's pleading, you know both with her eyes and with her words to Quill, like, I need you to fulfill your promise and kill me. And um, finally, reluctantly gets to a point where he's willing to pull the trigger. And he does. And Thanos is egging him on, too. You know, like, it's, it's, you know, as soon as, as soon as she asks, she's like, oh, daughter, you know, you ask too much of him. And you know sort of shoves her toward him like you know you heard her like do it and he does it but of course thanos with the reality stone turns the blast into uh bubbles which is much more fun and uh and before he teleports her out of there just says uh this this line here joe well actually there's more but wait i I was going to i'm not it's not playing a clip right Playing the clip and okay, because yeah. you said a line. It's like a two-minute clip. So I just want to make sure. 
It's a really <laughs> long series of lines. Okay, uh, cool. I was really like, slow. I was like, wait a second. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is a really long clip. I'm like, this can't just talk, be a line. He talks so slow that it's imperceptible. It's imperceptible. So incredible. You get some here. You get some of the drama that I was not right. doing a great job talking about. Let her go, Grimace. <laughs> I told you to go right. Now, really? You let her go. Ah, the boyfriend. I like to think of myself more as a titan-killing, long-term booty call. Let her go. Peter. I'm going to blow that nutsack of a chin right off your <laughs> face. Not him. You promised. You promised. Oh, daughter. You expect too much from him. She's asked, hasn't she? Do it. I like him. So fucked up. Yeah. I love how he calls him Grimace too. Um, oh, that's so great. It's such a great. Every single time, doesn't matter who it is, if I see a fat person in a purple shirt, I always think of Grimace. Wow. Okay, I can't help myself. And if it's in a red shirt, I always just say, oh yeah, like the fucking Kool-Aid man. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I think, you know, if we're going to insult fat people, I'd go with Mayor McCheese. That's just a more insulting name. You know? <laughs> yeah, but Mayor McCheese was was like skinny. He just had a big fucking hamburger head. Right. He's got a big a big cranium. If, if that's the case, we go with uh, Blimpy. Like the the guy. I'll give you a $2 for a hamburger today or whatever. Wimp, Blimpy's the sandwich. Oh, Wimpy. Wimpy is. Yeah. Wimpy. Wimpy. But Wimpy would have liked a Blimpy. Yes. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. That's yes. right. That is Popeye. a, by the way, that cartoon is, uh, you know, uh, a victim of its time. I guess. Oh yeah, all those cartoons yeah. are. Jesus yeah. Christ! I went up with that shit. Dude, like, I that was that shaped my youth. Little okay. Rascals, Popeye, Looney Tunes. You know, that's part of why most of my generation are racist as fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said. I'm glad is that why? <laughs> No, not solely why. Okay. It's a, it's Our a parents little, might have something to yeah. do with it too. Yeah. But the fact that yes, that that was our friggin' the boob tube, and yeah, that had that had a big influence on our lives as children. No, I question. can see that. I I mean, I grew up watching that stuff too because it was you know our childhoods in like the '80s were so rerun heavy. Yeah. And and we had these VHS tapes that were like compilations of old cartoons. So I had yeah. 
you know, Betty Boop and, and the old, old Popeyes. And you still watch it all the time. Casper the Friendly Ghost and, and yeah, stuff. And that's all the stuff I watched. There was one episode of Popeye where he goes to um, the Middle East. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I watched it all the time as a kid. But there's a scene where he's ordering food and he's looking at the menu and of course it's like an Arabic, so he can't read it. And he's like folding it and trying to, you know, turning it. Yeah. I think the line Popeye delivers is like, uh, this Arabic looks like Chinese to me. Like, <laughs> like it was like a double racist. It was yeah, insane. Exactly. No, yeah. not only one race is stupid, but both races are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, this movie's not racist though. <clears throat> uh, so yeah. Thanos reveals that he knows that Gamora has lied and already knows the location of the Soul Stone that he's looking for. The reason he knows that is because he's been torturing Nebula um, in a very cruel way. She's suspended and being pulled apart. Um, But he has access to her memory banks. And so he can literally go back to the tape and play the part where Gamora said she knew where the stone was. So the jig is up. Um, She's, he's using Nebula too as as you know, basically a bargaining chip. Like you're gonna tell me where it is, or, or I'm gonna kill you, sister. Um, she eventually gives in, tells him where the stone is. It is on Vormir, where the stone's keeper, the Red Skull. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. where this guy? I was wondering where he went. Yeah, where'd this guy go? He ended up. He's cursed. He's. Uh, He's now the guide, the, you know, on Vormir to guide people yeah. towards the power he can never have. And he looks like the fucking Grim Reaper. And it's yeah. awesome. And again, um, big, big shout out to to Ross Marquand for doing um, Yugo Weaving voice and nailing yeah. it. Yeah. And and nailing it. He, is, again, I, I think I might have talked about it on the past future episode. If you haven't already, check out Ross's YouTube channel because his imitations are amazing and he's not just a mimic his sense of humor is like beautiful it's fucking priceless so the stuff he does with the voices is just so entertaining so you got to check him out and he's on walking dead too so yeah man he he did such a good job that i didn't realize it wasn't Hugo. yeah i mean either no exactly exactly i didn't either until i yeah i looked it up and i mean i again i knew him from i knew him as an actor from walking dead, but I didn't know his, his, you know, uh, imitation skills. And, um, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. This is not back to the future too, where, you know, no, they no. had to, uh, put the actor upside down so he couldn't really dissect the <laughs> face. Yeah. Right. This is, this is impressive. Um, so yeah, he's, he's sort of the guardian and he's sort of laying out the rules. Like if you want the stone, you just got to be aware that, the, that it exacts a heavy, heavy toll, which uh, equates to sacrificing the life of someone that you truly love. And uh, Gamora's tickled by this because oh. she's like, fucking finally, like yeah. th- you don't, you love nothing and no one like this is cosmic justice like i've been waiting for you to get yours and finally the universe is putting up a middle finger and saying fuck you you're not going to get what you want yeah but in his own sick twisted way he truly does 
love Gamora. Ah, uh, yeah. And when Red Skull just, what does he say? He's crying. The choice is made or something. Yeah. He, and that's when Gamora's face just goes like colorless because she realizes, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Well, he's he yeah. starts to cry and she's sort of scoffed and she's like, really? Tears? Yeah. And yeah. that's when Red Skull is like, you know, those tears are not for him kind of shit. And, right. And, Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's like, oh. And then immediately she's like, this is not love. Like, this is fucking... <laughs> This is something else. This is sick. Yeah. Um, but he truly does love her in his in his own fucked up way. Yeah. And uh well, and the soul stone has a very broad <laughs> definition. Yeah, that's love, true. I guess. Yeah. It just wants you to kill something. Exactly. Know? Right. Yeah. That's the ultimate thing. Um, so he he, you know, for him, like it's the hardest thing he's ever had to do. Um, he throws Gamora off the cliff to her death and is granted the soul stone. And she tries to kill herself first because she knows anything to keep him from getting this stone. So she With takes that, that knife. knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And tries to stab herself and, and he makes it disappear. It's um, just, it's a brutal scene. It's so heartbreaking. Oof. Yeah. And again, the score lends to my crying even more because, you mm-hmm. know, if the music is good and adds the emotion, it wrecks me. And that, that whole thing, I, I seriously, I get choked up thinking about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. It's it felt very operatic, like the, yes. the choices they made in this movie with the yeah. music and the swelling, you know. Yeah, orchestra. I mean that's as emotional as you're gonna get in a Marvel movie. But yeah. and and don't I mean don't get me wrong, they do a great job. They they're able to, especially the Russos, are able to come in and out of that very, very adeptly. But um yeah, that's that's a tough one to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's uh <laughs> not gonna say I didn't cry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um. So we cut back to uh, Tony and Peter, and they are rescuing Doctor Strange from Ma's sort of torture chamber. These weird floating spikes. Um. <clears throat> Peter has a, the idea, as he often does, to you know reference. You ever see that old movie? Yeah. <laughs> You ever see that old movie Aliens is his yes. idea for dealing with Ma. And it works perfectly. They blow a hole in the side of the uh, the hull of the ship and he gets sucked out. Um, which was it was super cool. Um, yes. Once they rescue Strange, he tells them they should go back, retreat, protect the time stone. But, but Tony, you know, kind of has it in his head that like he's not expecting us to be you know to come to him like we can use the element of surprise yes um and he has a good point you know what i mean like uh, he's he he basically tells him like i've been obsessed with this for years um you know ever since new york ever since you know he sent loki and that army to invade and we got to see that in the iron man movies like homeboy developed some serious ptsd over that situation yes and just thinking about how to protect everybody and deal with it you know that whole armor around the world thing was born out of that so um he's adamant he's like we should take the fight to to thanos and instead of retreating um and strange agrees but he's like just so you know if it's between protecting the time stone or you and the kid like fuck you guys yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> like tony's like okay good moral compass got it yeah <laughs> um so they 
the three of them, you know, continue on to uh, Titan, where they're going to confront Thanos. Um, it's actually on Titan where they meet Quill and Drax and Mantis, because that's where they're headed. And uh, that's a fun meet cute, if ever there was one. It's uh, it's ah, it's so 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 good. We'll get there. But anyway, we cut back to Earth and we, you know, see the remaining ragtag bunch of Avengers and they're with Rhodey. And uh, this is some of your more stoic Captain America. Like, I'm, I'm done asking permission. You know, we're, we're here to protect the Earth. That's what we're going to do. Fuck the bureaucracy. We went through the Civil War stuff. Joe, if you want to hit this clip for me, this is uh, Cap talking to General Ross. You could use some of that right now. The world's on fire. And you think all's forgiven? I'm not looking for forgiveness. And I'm way past asking permission. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. And if you want to stand in our way, we'll fight you too. Fucking A. Yeah. I love, who was he love, referring to as Earth's best defender? We lost Earth's best. I think he was referring to Tony. Yeah, he to is. Be with oh, okay, I was he trying is. to figure that one out. I couldn't remember who he was thinking of. Yeah, he definitely was referencing Tony. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love Cap's arc where he's now just like, you know what? I know what the right thing to do is fuck these people. Fuck the government. <laughs> Rip that star right off my chest. Look at it. Um, you get Cap's motivation here. In this next clip, you're going to get Thor's motivation. They give Thor and Chris Hemsworth a lot of funny stuff to do in these movies. But this is um, smart. And I think this is the Russo saying, let's make this character more relatable than just like the punchline guy. Yes. Well, I mean, he also had that growth in Ragnarok as well. Oh, 100%. But like, I mean, that was that was his movie. I yeah. mean, in this in the Avengers movie, his role is is usually either levity or oh, yeah. ba- badassery. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's it's it's crazy cuz like for as simplistic of a character as you think he is, he's such a complex character. Oh yeah, yeah. And this this nails that point home. I mean, this this won me over on him in this movie because you understand what everybody's role is. Um, but to tie this element of Thor into it, I thought was really smart. He's like a big, dumb sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. You heard that lightning? I heard the dogs. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. That was Thor. Fucking. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he's thanking us. Yeah. He wanted to talking about me. Yes, man. But what is, uh, what is thunder? But the sound of lightning. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Jake's freaking out. My God. Ready? Uh, Yeah. Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, here's Thor breaking hearts. So dead brother, huh? Yeah, it could be annoying. Well, he's been dead before. You know, this time I think it really might be true. And you said your sister and your dad. Both dead. But still got a mom, though? Killed by a dark elf. A best friend? Stabbed through the heart. You sure you're up to this particular motor mission? 
Absolutely. No rage and uh, vengeance, anger, loss, regret. They're all tremendous motivators. They really clear the mind, so I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, but, I mean, this Thanos we're talking about, he's the toughest there is. <laughs> well, he's never fought me. Yeah, he has. He's never fought me twice. <laughs> and I'm getting a new hammer, don't forget. Well, it better be some hammer. <laughs> you know, I'm 1,500 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that, and every one of them would have rather killed me, but none succeeded. I'm only alive because fate wants me alive. Thanos is just the latest in a long line of bastards, and he'll be the latest to fill my vengeance. Fate wills it so. Mm-hmm. And what if you're wrong? Well, if I'm wrong, then... What more could I lose? Ah, Chris. Yeah. This is, and I think about this stuff too. Like, imagine acting like that well to like a fucking tennis ball. Like, all right, here's where the CGI raccoon's going to be. Like, it's not even like you have another human really to interact with. It's just like, go. Okay. What more could I lose? Like, fuck. I mean, I I know I say it all the time because I'm obsessed with the character, but just. Chris Hemsworth does such a great job of acting in general because for what he is, he's a piece of eye candy. Typically he has such depth of emotion in him. Yeah. And, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, man. I think he's, you like know, you don't you expect have, it. yeah, you have actors who you feel like are born for certain roles. And yeah, I can't imagine anybody else doing that character that amount of justice yeah no because I, I try to think about this i'm like because we always do the whole like which we should play this game one one do on one day on a master's class we should recast the mcu like because just because it's fun yeah but i don't yeah. know who who i like else i would put in the thor role yeah well you know and, and too like he has the benefit of having like molded that character you know it's right it's, he, he grew that character from, yeah from nothing yeah so i'll play that game only if you agree to not use anybody from Always Sunny in any of the roles. Then well, he's out, that then. He's out. If you he's bring out. that fucking crew in, I'm done. Are you talking right? about main cast only? Because there's so many cameos in that show. No, I'm, I'm talking about anywhere near the MCU. But I mean, like, I love all of them. You know I love But I mean, like, you're saying, like, Sunny main cast only. Like, I, like, if someone was cameoed in one episode of Sunny, like... Oh, no, I, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the gang. Okay, as long as it's not the, whole, the gang. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. I will try my well he's struggling. He's I don't have str- to re- get, you know, listen, it doesn't you don't matter. have to answer me now. I don't have to recast Fantastic Four yet, so you don't well that's what I mean. You don't have to answer me now. I'm just laying it out. All right. Although Joe, I or Doug, I would make an argument uh for Danny DeVito as Rocket Raccoon. I think it'd be fantastic. You're right. Yeah. It's still just the voice, you know what I mean? Come on, Doug. That's a perfect casting. No, but no, imagine no. Rocket no. Raccoon like, so I started blasting. Like, it's- well, you know why? Because Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito is generational. Okay. He is yeah. not always sunny. I want Danny DeVito right? as Rocket Where Raccoon the, now. The other, the other, the other four are that's what they are. Yeah. They're, they're they're always sunny. And again, don't get me wrong. I love them Hold all. Hold on. Can I can I use D as Pepper Potts though? Because I fucking hate Pepper Potts no. and I hate D. No, no, no. I know, but no, no. Nope. Oh. Right. no I, but, again, I have so Eric, many problems with 
with Gwyneth Paltrow, but I've she never like did made a good that job. connection in my head today. I want Danny DeVito to be Rocket Raccoon. So bad. I'll be perfect. Be perfect. I, I could get behind that, dude. I could absolutely oh. get behind that. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Sorry everybody. Um so back to the movie. Um you know, we, again, very heavy stuff, but from an unexpected place. It's kind of cool. Um so we know that they're on their way to make the new hammer. And um you know, now we cut back to uh Tony Stark and Peter Parker. Like I said, they rescue Doctor Strange. Um when they end up on Titan they run into the guardians or at least, you know, half of them and very cool fight scene. You know, you get a little bit of that heroes fighting heroes thing. And uh, it's really just a misunderstanding. They don't, you know, they don't know who each other are yet. So uh, this next clip, if you want to play addresses that confusion. Everybody stay where you are. Chill the F out. I'm going to ask you this one time. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Tell me where the girl is, or I swear to you, I'm going to French fry this little freak. Let's do it. You shoot my guy, and I'll blast him. Let's go. Do it, Quill. I can take it. No, he can't take it. She's right. You can't. Oh, yeah? You don't want to tell me where she is? That's fine. I'll kill all three of you, and I'll beat it out of Thanos myself. Starting with you. Wait, what? Thanos... All right, let me ask you this one time. What master do you serve? What master do I serve? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> you're from Earth. I'm not from Earth, I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's on Earth, dipshit. What are you hassling us for? So you're not with Thanos? With Thanos? No. I'm here to kill Thanos. He took my girl. Wait, who are you? We're the Avengers, man. You're the ones Thor told us about. You know, you know Thor? Yeah. Tall guy, not that good looking, needed saving. Where is he now? Oh, that's not going to come back to bite him in the ass at all. <laughs> not that good looking. <laughs> needed <Yeah>. saving. <laughs> needed saving. So, yeah, there's just a, a fun little moment, fun little fight scene. Uh, quickly resolved while they're discussing tactics and, you know, whose plan sucks, whose plan's awesome. Uh, starts to use the time stone and he's doing this freaky thing and this is where he looks at every alternate possible future and you know to see like what the outcome is going to be um, he looks at 14 million 605 possible futures and there's only one where they don't lose so staggering odds man <laughs> not very good um, but it's a very important piece of information that there is only one way out of 14 or so million. Um, Thanos teleports then to Titan, um, which is, again, where the group engages Thanos in, in a fight. And it's interesting because this is another one of those moments that people run into. It's kind of like the uh, glory portal cut off the hand, cut off the head thing. Yep. Um, you know, so the group has a pretty decent plan and um, sort of overcome Thanos and Mantis comes and is able to do her thing and calm him down, sort of sedate him mentally. And uh, while she's doing that, 
you know, Peter and Tony are trying to pry the gauntlet from his arm. Um, as this is happening, Quill and Nebula sort of deduce that Gamora is dead, which they didn't know. And this enrages Peter, as, you know, obviously. I think we skipped like 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Did I? Because <laughs> I got two more drops in here before we get to this drop. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I was like, you're absolutely right. Because that drops at one hour and 50 minutes, and the one with why is Gamora is at one hour and 20 minutes. So there's a whole 30 minutes missing. It's these notes, man. They, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. A they, lot happened, and it's all good. There's a lot of paragraph jumping here. Yeah. Um, we do go to Wakanda. We go to Wakanda, and, uh, you know, like I said, they, this is ground zero for the uh conflict on earth so i do have a clip from wakanda and it's short but it's great when you said we are going to open wakanda to the rest of the world this is not what i imagined and what did you imagine the olympics maybe even a starbucks (laughs) she just wanted a fucking starbucks man and i don't blame her um yeah so i did skip over some of the Wakandan stuff, get this man of shield type shit. Yep. You know, it's yeah. very exciting. The white wolf comes back out. White yeah. wolf, he gets a new arm. And Where's then he the gets the, 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 uh, my brain went blank. The, is it M'Baku? The guy from the. Yeah, M'Baku. M'Baku. He stands with him. He's like, we will stand to defend Wakanda. Um, yeah, because he loves a good fight. M'Baku um, yeah. does. Um, yes, they're, they're on the ground kind of getting shit set up. And we also get to, um, interact a bit with, with Shuri and you know she's going to be the one who's performing the surgery on Vision to get the, the mind stone out of his head so she's looking at it and Bruce is there and she's kind of like questioning well why didn't you guys try this and he's like <laughs> uh, I guess because we didn't think of it and she's like well you did the best you could like pats <laughs> him on the back um, so yeah we do get we get that lovely Wakandan stuff it's great to see Chadwick again Great to yeah. see Okoye again, all those characters we saw in Black Panther. Um, you know, now that they're a fully formed nation. So it's super, super cool. Uh, we also get um, a solution to the problem on that dying star because we meet, <laughs> we get an introduction to the last remaining dwarf on that star and, and we get to hear his sad story about how Thanos came, forced him to make a gauntlet that would house all of those stones and said that, you know, he would spare everyone, but killed them anyway, except for him and turned his hands into like metal uh, boxing gloves, which was super fucked up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, this, this character played of course by Peter Dinklage, who um, is a small person who they made very large. I thought that was yeah. great. I yeah. love he's a dwarf, but he's like 10 times the size of Thor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and he's doing and he, his he's doing his uh, Thor voice too because he's talking really like even for Peter Dinklage he's talking low super I, know, I think Peter Dinklage has a deeper voice than Chris Hemsworth <laughs> to be honest with you I know but like life. he's talking like even lower than normal Peter Dinklage well yeah 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 no, obviously his voice is lower oh yeah but oh, Peter Dinklage actually wow no, oh, god damn it son of a bitch <laughs> I'll write into that one oh Jesus <laughs> um yeah that Peter Dinklage actually talking at a higher pitch in this movie than his real voice. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, 
but no, he's he's all in as this character. He's having fun with it. Um, so his forge doesn't work because you know Thanos kind of sabotaged that the rings are not spinning some such shit. They got to get it moving again, um, which Thor can do. They do that, and the iris opens up and focuses the light from the star, but it immediately breaks. And the only way to get it going is for Thor to hold it open like a manually. fucking boss. Like a fuck. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the only way to hold that iris open is to flex. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And let the it's fucking like, full power of a star go through you. Yes. But I, I, it's very convenient. It's like when Captain America had to stop that helicopter from taking yes. off. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yes, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have another quick clip, and this is uh, a conversation about what it would take to open that iris. Oh, fathers, give me strength. You understand, boy? You're about to take the full force of a star. It'll kill you. Only if I die. (laughs) Yes, that's what killing you means. That's that's such a Joe line. I tell you, all the Thor scenes in this movie are my favorite fucking scenes, as to be expected. Because they're the comedy scenes. Like the Thor is the comedy relief of this movie. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. The rest of this fucking um, movie is just serious. Joe, you are, your mic is so hot that I, we can't understand what you're saying. Yeah, you sound like you're in a post-hardcore band. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I just started laughing too hard and probably blew out the no, fucking. Yeah, you pop something out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you might uh, have to do. You might have to do a little editing on this part, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My level looks okay in here. Yeah, it's better now. Now it's better. Yeah. Better now. All right. Um, so yeah, all of that gets us to where I skipped ahead, which is our fight on Titan. Uh, Titan, of course, was the home planet of Thanos before it all got fucked up. This is really Thanos' origin story. He was like, I told these people that we didn't have enough resources. They didn't listen. And now look, it's all fucking ruined. So Sounds like a Tesla um, owner. <laughs> You realize the electricity still comes from somewhere. It's not just magic that your car fucking drives. They still put diesel into the fuel generation at the power plant. Coal into the fuel generation at the power plant. Nuclear. Your car doesn't magically just not use fuel anymore. But it does make a difference. That's the bottom line. No, it fucking doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. And nuclear way better than coal. Yes. Ask the residents of Chernobyl about that. I knew it. I knew it. I yeah. Knew it okay. Coming. Ask the residents right. of Three Mile Island about that. I will. Ask died them. there. Yeah. That oh. that was actually shut down successfully when you use proper modern technology as opposed to Russia. Actually, who yeah, that's true. Has proven themselves <laughs> that they don't have any modern technology. It's probably because they're always Russian. Everybody Russian. Uh, anyway. Um, you you have a lot of pent up rage about that. Did you have? like a bad experience with a Tesla owner. No, I just saw the video today of the unveiling of the new like Dodge car. That's supposed to like replace the chargers and challengers and it's an electric car. And they put Mm -hmm. a fake engine sound on it to make it like still have a sound. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just stupid. Well, that's just, that's just to placate the right. (laughs) (laughs) 
who don't want to let go. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, it's stupid. Also, still, I, I still want to sound badass. Batteries have a finite lifespan. That fucking battery pack that is totally toxic and corrosive and cannot be recycled has to go somewhere when it's fucking done. And batteries only last a certain amount of time. So what are you going to do with these batteries when all these cars start fucking failing and their batteries what are they tossed? What do they do with the batteries that are in gas cars? There's one battery versus like an entire okay. bank of, of lithium that. ion batteries, which are fucking rare earth elements, which we're going to run out of fucking lithium to do technology this. Technology will advance. We're not creating more lithium. More efficient. It's a rare earth metal. Yeah. Like, you know what rare earth means? It means it's rare. It's it's fucking yeah. stupid is what it is. Okay. We don't have an like infrastructure coal. for it. We already have cities who can't keep their power on. They're having fucking rolling blackouts and shit in fucking LA. Yeah, they think they yeah, can power their infrastructure. Right, because the existing infrastructure can't keep up. So something's got to change. Yeah. So and we're this gonna is add, part of that we're gonna change. add more of a power draw to a power system that can't even fucking take it at the moment. Texas almost we're fucking not gonna like do died that. We're going to change the entire cause system. Cause it got we're going to change the entire system. We're going to update and upgrade the entire system. As soon as yeah. some of the states get out of the dark ages and How decide to do it. How about we just make fuel efficient cars more fuel efficient and keep the fucking infrastructure we have and not have a problem? Because, one word, lobbyists. Exactly. Which is they why. don't allow it. Electric cars. Because it's not a money maker. Hey, Joe, do you, hey? Have a, do you have a mug that says Thanos was right? I probably should get yeah. one. I really should get one because electric cars, I mean. They have a place as a niche item, but they're not going to be the main form of fucking motor motoring. This is not going to happen. It's inevitable. It is not. It is. No, lobbyists are the ones making it because they have all this money invested in this now. The the There is no replacement for displacement. The original displaced motor will last forever because they run forever. If you maintain it and take care of it, that engine will run forever. The electric one will wear out. Yeah, we're never going to run out of coal. You know what I mean? Which no, definitely not. Cars. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <sighs> I just, I just think it's so fucking stupid that everyone like thinks they have to make an electric car all of a sudden. It's not perfect. You know, I understand if they want to have like it's the right direction. A share of the market, fifty percent electric, fifty percent conventional. Fine, knock yourself out, but don't fucking sit here and make every single car electric. Yeah, because that would clean up the world too much. You're right. It wouldn't though, because power still has to be generated. Power doesn't magically appear out of nowhere. I understand that. I'm not saying it's going to completely, it's not like it's 100% change. So it's a 50% better. So when cold gonna, weather gonna, almost killed like 20,000 people in Texas, what's going to happen when you add an entire fucking fleet of electric vehicles to that? Because the infrastructure in Texas is decades and decades old. And they had over those decades, every opportunity to update that infrastructure but they didn't do it and they suffered for it i, I still think it's, it's that simple it's is a that dumb simple? Man, it's a dumb mandate okay you'll never convince me otherwise so we can we can, I guess we can only, get back to this movie guess, or we can infinity talk about this <laughs> only time will tell this could be a real infinity war oh my mm -hmm. god it's, this is the real infinity yeah. war my god yeah. let me put it this way they're not taking my engines Oh boy. That's what it boils down to is Joe just doesn't want to give up his fucking 300. <laughs> Even though the electric motors are faster. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're, oh, yeah. they, they, Joe, have, they have more off-the-line torque. They don't have top exactly. end. Exactly. So they're gone. They're gone before. Okay. Yeah. And then once they get to like 50, 60 miles an hour and they start draining their fucking batteries down at an alarming rate because they don't have 
the same range or the same amount of like ability to refill fast. So when you've took off the light and your car runs out of, of power 40 miles down the road because you've been gunning it because you only have a 200 mile range if you drive it economically. And then you have to park for an hour and a half to charge your fucking car where I can gun my shit all fucking day long, go to a gas station and in three minutes, refill it. And pollute the earth and potentially kill someone because you're driving too fast. And, That's true. And, and, yeah, and you're also you know. forgetting something very important, which is I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eric, as much as I want to win this argument, I'm going to give it to you on that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So family. back to the movie. Back to the movie. Yes. Family. Family. Fucking A. I am great. Um, <laughs> Damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> oh, but you want to cry? Vin uh, Diesel walked Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle at her wedding. Ah, oh, man. That's yep. fucking. That I just girl. read that. That's I cool. just read that. That's, yep. yeah, that's cool. Um, Much like the argument that we just saw unfold in real time. This is not planned. Um, There's another freak out that happens, and it's in this movie, and it's Bader Quill freaking out when he discovers that Thanos killed Gamora and has the audacity to mourn that loss yeah so just as things seem to be going according to plan he's sedated via mantis um they've almost got the glove off of him so he's got like two fingers on it yeah yeah he's he's it's just barely holding on this is when quill fucking loses it and tony sees it he's like fucking (laughs) stop chill out like just no we almost got this thing off but he starts hitting him with the butt of his his uh Blaster. See what you do is you yeah. take the butt of your gun and bash the nose in. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Cacao, and you know, poor Mantis, like she's got her hands on yeah. his face. She's like, Jesus Christ, dude! Like, what the fuck? Breaks yeah. her concentration, and uh, just as they get the gauntlet off, he comes back to yanks it out of Spider-Man's hands and starts laying away to these motherfuckers. Um, it is it is a very cool fight sequence. I talk a lot of shit about the CGI fuck fests. They worked hard on this movie from yeah, start did. to finish. Yep. There's no CGI in here that looks cheap or unfinished or out of place. Mm-hmm. Um and they have a lot of you know, it's very creative the way he's using this glove. I mean, he fucking literally throws a moon at Iron Man. <laughs> um right. with, which plays into this next clip, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta open this. That should be hard to catch. For the record, this is my plan. Not so strong now, huh? Where is Gamora? My Gamora. Oh, bullshit. Where is she? He is in anguish. Good. He, he, he mourns. What is this monster? I have to mourn! Gamora. What? He took her to Warmir. He came back with the soul stone. And she did it. Okay, Quill, you gotta cool it right now. You understand? Don't, don't. Don't engage. We almost got this off! Tell me she's lying. Asshole! Tell me you didn't do it! Oh, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't! Well! 
Yeah, kind of fucked that one up, Quill. Ooh, yeah, people got real mad yeah, at Thor Quill. Thor wouldn't for... have done that. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was, like, a whole fucking campaign of, like, this character sucks, fuck him. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. You ruin everything. Again, there was only one way it right. would have worked, and this was that way. Yep. Had to happen. He had to lose his shit and punch Grimace in the face. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know... Um, I think we're nearing the end of, of episode two. Yeah. Hop in our electric vehicle and cruise with us into episode three, <laughs> stylishly and responsibly, as we discuss the end of Avengers Infinity War. Joe, will you ride shotgun with me, buddy? I'll, I'll put on the engine sound. I'll, I'll just, put it on. <laughs> I'll just line up next to you in my car. We can go at it and see who runs out first. Okay. Uh, again, it's it, for me. It's not about the long haul. It's a, off the line. I'm strong, baby. It's not Fucking, a sprint. It's a marathon. No, it's a sprint for me. I get tired, buddy. <laughs> See you guys. Anyway, join us. Join us. Episode three and the finale of Avengers: Infinity War. Do you know anyone with a birthday? Get them some custom art at artofericpabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericbabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art, celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericbabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie-cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow you just had to have. Be a hero and support local art at artofericpabone.com.